What's up, what's up? Welcome, guys. Welcome to the podcast. This is Natalie. I am your host. This is the Proving It Plant-Based Podcast. I'm super pumped about today's episode. We are getting into the nitty-gritty details about macro counting and intuitive eating. What is macro counting? What is intuitive eating? What's the difference? And what should you be doing for your own goals, right? So it's a very, very individualized approach depending upon your background, your experience, your fitness goals, all that great stuff. So welcome. All right, you've come to the right place if you are looking for everything plant-based diet, exercise and strength training, building overall healthy habits, and a healthy lifestyle, and how to eat for your fitness goals and your future. All right, as I mentioned, we have talked before on the episode about macros, of course, right? We're in the fitness realm, we're in the fitness space, even though you know we come from a plant-based approach, uh, macro counting can still be super successful depending upon your goals and depending upon your own experience. All right, intuitive eating. We've talked about intuitive eating on the podcast. What is it? Why should you do it? Why are people successful, right? Some people are super successful as intuitive eaters and that works for them. Other people need a little more structure, right? If you're like, if you just tell me to eat when I'm hungry, I'm gonna be eating all the time, right? So intuitive eating doesn't always work for everyone, all right? And so in my own coaching style, I actually support both and I'm going to tell you why it comes from my own experience. Um, and I do believe there is a place and a time for macro counting. I feel like it really does open your eyes. It really does kind of set the foundation for knowing how much you're eating, knowing how much protein you need to be eating roughly how, how many carbs are you eating in a day? Uh, what your fats should be looking like on a daily basis, right? So if we don't have an understanding of macros, of fats, carbs, and proteins, and even fiber for that matter, right? Like how much fiber are you getting in in the day? If we don't have a basic understanding of that, then intuitive eating, it just doesn't really work, okay? So there needs to be some kind of foundation And you don't necessarily have to have a background in tracking macros to have this foundation built, right? As long as you're structuring your meals around getting a significant amount of protein carbs and then, you know, being mindful of how many fats you're intaking in the day, then, you know, then you you might be okay with intuitive eating. But I'm going to break down today why I believe it is a successful approach for most people to go into macros first and then eventually phase out into an intuitive eating approach. All right, so I'm gonna talk about my own experience. Uh, I'm going to talk about who macro counting is not for, all right? Because like I said, it's not for everybody and I support this because I understand sometimes and well, a lot of the times for women, especially, we have tried all the things. We have put our bodies through too much. 
and our mindset has suffered, we get into vicious cycles, we get into negative patterns and negative behaviors. And so sometimes macro counting is just another obsessive form of dieting, all right? So I don't like to think of it as a diet because it's really not. It's just being mindful and tracking what you're eating. Um, But for some, that is a little too much. And so for anybody who has, you know, an experience or a background with an eating disorder or even remotely in the realm of an eating disorder, right? So those negative patterns, those negative behaviors around being food obsessive, that's when I say, actually, it's beneficial for you to take a step back from counting macros and to live your life and to eat and focus on whole plant foods and plant proteins and you're golden. Okay. This is why I I teach a plant-based approach obviously is because no matter how much food you're eating, if you're focusing on whole foods, guess what? You're going to be healthy as hell. Unless you're not overdoing it on the processed foods, right? There are vegan foods out there that are processed and not healthy. So vegan doesn't equal healthy. Whole food plant-based equals healthy, right? So that being said, right, if you're somebody who feels like maybe you fall into the category of being food obsessed, um, maybe, you know, if you're eating under 1500 calories and you've been at that for a sustained period of time, if you have been at lower calories than that for a long period of time, then you are probably the person that I'm referring to and you might need to take a step back completely from tracking 100% and start to find at least a little bit of an intuitive approach for a temporary amount of time, right? It doesn't mean that you have to take a step back from it forever. Um, Or, you know, the other option to that is finding a coach that can help you with a reverse diet. But if you find yourself in the negative patterns, the negative thought patterns of labeling foods as good or bad, as being restrictive and saying, I can't have this even though I love it, um, and finding that you're labeling a lot of foods off limits or feeling like you really need to limit yourself, then absolutely an intuitive approach might be a good option for you just to take a step back and kind of relax a little bit. Because let's be honest, like nobody wants to be this type A obsessive personality all the time, right? It's exhausting. It actually gets, it, it can like fatigue you. And I remember back when I was competing and I would have I would have in seasons and I would have off seasons. So I definitely did relax a little bit more in the off season. I was definitely eating a lot more in the off season than the the cutting phase, the in season. But I just remember having these feelings of like wanting to relax, wanting to let my guard down. And I even said to a competitor friend of mine, I said, what's the point? It was the 4th of July and we were going into uh, a competition 
and I was laying out at my apartment complex pool and I remember thinking like, I look so good. I'm so lean. I, you know, I've got veins popping out of my arms and like I'm laying out at the pool and I'm just like, you know, my body's in such great shape, but I can't even enjoy this because I can't go to a barbecue. I can't go to a cookout and like, you know, I just wasn't doing those things because I was so obsessed with my diet and my goals and my, you know, obviously I was competing at the time. So it was very strict. And I said to a competitor friend of mine who was kind of in the same boat, you know, I was like, what's the point, right? We work so hard to achieve these bodies to achieve uh, these certain results and look a certain way, yet at the same time, we can't even enjoy like ourselves and go and have a beer at the pool, right? Um, so, you know, that put things into perspective for me where I really needed to then take a step back and, and kind of reevaluate my priorities, right? And I always just wanted to be able to maintain a healthy, lean athletic physique year round without sacrificing my entire social life and everything else. So, you know, I tracked for a really long time um, and not just tracking, you know, I had a coach, I followed meal plans too. Um, it was portioning things out. I wasn't always using my fitness pal, but I was always portioning things out. So I didn't know exactly how much I was eating in a day. Now, I did that for a long time and I always felt like I got really good results when I put my body into a cut and when I tracked and when I was quote unquote perfect with my nutrition. But perfect doesn't exist and when we can't achieve perfect, we start to get a little bit down on ourselves and that's not a way to live, right? Because we have to plan and prepare that things aren't always going to work out perfectly. We're not always going to want to eat the meal prepped leftovers from Sunday afternoon. And, you know, there are going to be times when life just happens and we might fall a little bit off track. Now, that being said, a little bit off track is different than intentionally going through the McDonald's drive-through because it was a stressful day and you didn't feel like cooking dinner that night, right? So there's there's a big difference. Um, I'm talking about I would get down on myself because, you know, I was like picking at my food when I was meal prepping just because I was so hungry. And then therefore I like, you know, couldn't portion out my food. I didn't, you know, I couldn't track that. And then I would get down on myself because I didn't eat as planned as I intended to. So anyways, you know, I was in this vicious cycle myself that it's, you know, sad to even admit this, but I actually didn't get out of this cycle until I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. So I got back from a girls weekend, a little winery trip. Um, and I probably have told this story before, but I got back and I decided, you know, we had a lot of wine that weekend and I decided I'm like, oh, I need to kick it back into gear. Like, let's go, let's kick it back into gear. 
And I said, I'm going to start tracking on Monday. Little did I know your girl wasn't going to track with, you know, I was like six weeks pregnant. Like, no, that wasn't going to happen. So, um, it was not the right time to, to start a diet. (laughs) Um, so I surrendered to the universe. I surrendered to something beautiful that was going to happen to my body. Um, which is such a blessing. And so I decided, you know, I'm just going to listen to my body and I'm going to do what my body needs me to do. I'm going to do what this baby needs me to do to be healthy. And I'm going to have as fit of a pregnancy as I can, right? I'm going to go until my body says, this is too much. And to be honest, I went until the end. I did a spin class the morning I went into labor. I focused on at-home strength training my entire pregnancy. I started my live workouts when I was probably like seven months pregnant. So that's that's the thing is like, it took me getting pregnant to stop feeling so connected to tracking macros and tracking calories that I couldn't be successful without it. And I actually never went back. So I eat intuitively, but like I said at the beginning of this episode, I tracked for a long time. I have a great deal in knowledge, obviously about nutrition and how much I need to be eating a day that I kind of know in my brain, I kind of know in my mind, like, okay, I'm going to have two tablespoons of peanut butter on a whole wheat toast in the morning. So that's going to be like the majority of my fats for the day, right? I might cook with a little oil later on in the day, but I'm not going to then go and eat a whole avocado later in the day because I already got my good fats for the day. So that's something I like to tell my clients to be really mindful about. It's like, we don't need to be eating fats in every single meal, right? Fats equal more in calories than carbs and protein, right? And so I also keep into consideration how much fiber, like I mentioned, I'm getting in through the day. So if I'm having a hard time getting in, you know, like four or five cups of vegetables, right? I eat a lot of my vegetables later in the day. I eat a lot of my vegetables towards the afternoon and the evening um, where I eat more of my carbs and my fruits and my protein, I mean, I eat protein throughout the day, but I eat a lot of that, you know, more so in the morning. It's just my personal preference. Um, It's just what works for me. I work out in the morning, so I like to have those carbs and I like to have the fruit, right? First thing around my workout. But point being is I have the basic knowledge that I've tracked for so long that Sure, if I decided to open up my fitness pal and track my calories, track my macros for the day, it might not be 100% where I want it to be, but I'm also not really like trying to have like a shredded six pack at the moment, right? I'm focusing on my overall health. Um, I do consider myself a holistic coach, right? So of course we have fitness goals that are important. And, you know, some of us might be chasing a certain physique. We might be chasing, you know, I want to lose 20, 30 pounds, right? But 
at the same time, my approach is a holistic one. And so when we start to get in a negative mindset around food and we start to obsess over tracking, which is kind of what I was doing years ago, um, just getting really down on myself uh, about not being perfect. Um, I decided, you know, for this season of life, motherhood for me, new motherhood, um, intuitive eating works really well for me because I don't stress so much about the meal prepping, about getting in meals at a certain time, eating a certain amount of meals a day and, you know, forcing myself to eat maybe when I don't want to. If I were heavy lifting in the gym five to six days a week, then yes, your body needs regularity. It needs fuel. You do need to be a little bit more specific on your planning and your preparation. Okay. So that was my own experience kind of about how I was led into macro counting and how it kind of transitioned to intuitive eating for me. And so I do kind of coach this approach with the majority of my clients. On occasion, I do have a client come to me that their goal is really to go plant-based. And so we don't focus as much on, you know, the, okay, you have to lose weight or, oh, you wanna build muscle, right? We don't really focus as much on the numbers and we're like, okay, keep a food journal, write down what you're eating. I want to see what you're eating. And, you know, I give them educational material. So the coaching is not just the coaching, but instead I'm educating you on whole foods, on the benefits of eating this way, eating these certain foods, the the micro and the macronutrients that you're going to get from eating this way, how your body can optimally perform eating this way and just feel overall more energized. And so that might be the focus for somebody who comes to me and says, you know, I just want to start eating better for my overall well-being, right? So therefore, I won't really have them dive into macros because sometimes the tracking is just too much. And a lot of people don't want to dive into that realm. So I think it's important to know, like, this is why I work with clients on an individual level, on an individual basis, is because everybody has different goals. And everybody has a different background. So like I mentioned, if somebody comes to me and says, I have experience or I can tell, right? They might not even say it, but I can tell that they have a, an obsessive compulsive pattern with food. Um, then I'm actually going to encourage them to take a step back from macros or at least reverse diet a little bit for a while, get them eating more nutrient dense foods, get them eating more diversity, right? So it's really the best of both worlds. It's finding that happy medium between, you know, eating well and eating holistic. And that's kind of the intuitive, the mindful approach. But at the same time, knowing, well, we also do have goals 
And if weight loss or toning or muscle is a goal, then we do need to be a little bit more specific about what we're putting into our bodies. Now, not to knock on any other coaches out there, but you know, because I coach a whole food plant-based approach, um, that doesn't mean that you have to totally eliminate processed foods. I eat processed foods myself. I just try to be mindful about how much and then, you know, making sure I'm still getting in enough fiber and enough nutrients from the whole foods. So I'm eating plenty of fruits throughout the day. I'm eating plenty of vegetables, whole grain starches, um, you know, starches from the earth. So not to knock on any coaches, but oftentimes coaches will give their clients macros without any guidance. So they'll be like, oh cool, you're hitting your numbers, great. Oh, but what are you actually eating, right? So I love that I can actually go into my client's profiles and I can see exactly what they're eating, right? So it's not just like, oh yeah, I saw you almost hit your macros for today or you might need a little bit more protein for today. Um, or you might need to up your fiber for today. It's not that. I can actually literally go in and I can see, oh, okay, you had grilled cheese twice today. Why did we do that, right? So it's accountability aspect as well, um, but it's also, okay, I can go in and I can give feedback, I can give suggestions on where there might be a little bit room for improvement. The way I feel like other macro coaches work is like they give clients these macros and then it's up to them. It's like, go ahead. Yep. As long as you're hitting your macros, cool. Close enough. Great. You know, and while you will still make progress, right? The joke back when I was doing bodybuilding was uh, bodybuilders ate Pop-Tarts. And, you know, it's like, if it fits your macros, go ahead when that's totally not the case because again, this is my holistic approach coming in. Um, I don't want you eating pop tarts on a daily basis, right? Because what is that actually doing to your insides? What is that actually doing to your digestive system? Right? So, um, a lot of feedback I get, when I first start working with people is, you know, their digestion improves. They're going to the bathroom regularly every day because their fiber has slowly increased and they're eating less processed, if, if at all, minimally processed foods. And so their body is functioning better. They have better energy. They have better workouts. And so once clients start to feel this and make the connection between, oh wow, what I eat actually really does have an impact on my day-to-day energy, right? So that's a big takeaway. And I even do this with myself quite frequently. So uh, the other night I just decided to have a little treat for myself. 
and I've come a long way as well. So like, I know I brag on my clients a lot, but like I've come a long way as well in my own experience, in my own journey. And this is what I am so passionate about coaching and teaching is like, you can have the things when you want them, but we gotta be mindful as fuck about it, right? Because it's fine to have a little pint of ice cream in the freezer, but if you can't control yourself around it and you know once you get one spoonful, you're gonna eat the whole thing, that's the patterns and the, the negative kind of self-talk that we want to get out of. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. When you can get to a place where you feel like you don't even need it and you don't even want it and it's no longer a, a food trigger for you, right? So a food trigger for me used to be peanut butter back when I was competing. Um, there were a couple things like peanut butter, bagels, some of my favorite foods used to be kind of a trigger for me. And even if I did eat them, even if I didn't overeat them, I still felt somewhat guilty in partaking in, I guess this, this form of eating because I felt like Natalie, you can do better. You don't need, you don't need that stuff. But it was like, no, it's just food. It's not good or bad. And yes, I can have it on occasion. I don't need to be eating bagels and peanut butter every single day. Although I love that food. I make the connection between what is this food doing for my body, right? So the other night, I'm just like, it's like one of those experiences where you just, you know, it's like the aha moment, the light bulb goes off in your head and it's groundbreaking when you can get there. And when you kind of arrive and you feel like, wow, this has been a huge turning point for me. And in my experience, intuitive eating has helped with these big breakthroughs. So the other day I just, you know, wasn't super hungry. I had about three meals. Sometimes I eat four meals. Very rare do I eat five meals a day. Um, I'm just kind of past that point. So typically on average, I eat four meals a day. Um, and this day in particular, I only got in three. I wasn't super hungry throughout the day. And long story short, I put my daughter down to bed and I was like, you know what? I feel like I still, you know, want to eat something but I'm not super duper hungry. So I'm gonna see, you know, what do I have? And I remember I had ice cream in the refrigerator. So I went ahead, portioned out some, had it as a treat, sat there mindfully eating it, right? No distractions, no TV, no computer, right? I'm gonna actually thoroughly eat this to enjoy it and then move on, right? So that's a big thing that we practice as well with intuitive eating is mindful eating. So no matter whether you are tracking macros or you are intuitive eating, being mindful about what you're eating, feeling what you're eating, feeling your body getting full, right? Because so often, especially if you're on a diet of some sort, if you are counting macros and you might be in a calorie deficit, um, you're probably going to feel hungry throughout the day 
And so it's even more important for you to slow down, take your nice little lunch break in the middle of the day, truly be present and sit with it, eat slowly, feel your hunger, feel your body getting full, right? Loading up on fiber. And then that's it because the thing is when we eat in front of the TV, when we eat in front of the computer, when we're distracted by our phones, like, have you ever eaten, like, especially, you know, if you're like watching the football game and you're eating pizza and before you know it, you were distracted and you were like, I didn't feel like I ate anything, but I just ate three slices of pizza, but I didn't even like, where did, you know, it's like, where did the time go? I don't even remember doing that, right? So when we're distracted, we don't even realize what we're doing. And therefore you didn't enjoy the food. You didn't sit with that taste. You didn't feel your hunger. You weren't being present when you were chewing your food. You didn't slow down. So therefore you rushed through it because you were distracted. And then it felt like you didn't even eat, leaving you still feeling hungry. So what are some big takeaways from this episode? Well, the big takeaway is you can take one of the two approaches, or you can take the approach that I often coach with clients in starting with macros, understanding, you know, your basic intake of food on a daily basis, and then letting go, relaxing a little bit. Once you think you have the hang of it, once you have a pretty clear understanding of how much you're intaking on a daily basis, right? Phasing it out into that intuitive eating approach, right? So it can be eye-opening at first. Sometimes I have people track for a week. Sometimes they track for three months, right? But I think ultimately knowing what you are putting into your body, what it consists of, ultimately knowing kind of having like a, like a calorie budget, right? So I saw something really great the other day. It was, uh, right. Sometimes we think tracking calories is extreme for weight loss. Yet, if you wanted to save money and improve your finances, wouldn't you track your spending? So you almost have to think of it a little bit like that. Like you have a budget, you have, say you have 2000 calories to eat for in a day and you know, you have your macros set and you know, you have this allotted budget and you kind of pace yourself throughout the day, um, depending upon how you're feeling, right? Getting in around your workout, right? Okay. This is how much, this is how many calories, this is how much protein, this is how much carbs I want in and around my workout later towards the evening, right? I might eat a little bit on the lighter side as I'm winding down for bed. It's just an example that I'm giving. Um, but it's like you have a budget. And so you wouldn't want to, if you had 2000 calories to eat throughout the day, you wouldn't eat 1500 of those calories, you know, in one meal, right? Unless you're doing some crazy intermittent fasting thing, which, you know, do your thing. 
um, you probably wouldn't do that. So knowing you have your budget, just like if it were, you know, a financial budget, if you're like, well, if I have $2,000 that I'm going to spend in the month, right? Whatever, right? Uh, Say that's your, your disposable income, right? I have $2,000 to spend, you know, on disposable income, right? You're not going to then go out and buy like, I don't know, a $2,000 motorcycle. Hopefully not. I don't know, right? I'm just throwing things out there. But point being is we have a budget. We can be smart about how we spend it or we can kind of set ourselves up for failure, unfortunately. All right. So whether you resonate with the intuitive eating approach, whether you resonate with the macros approach, I support you. I think this is a great way to get started on your fitness goals, on your nutrition. You can go either way. You can go both ways. Um, That is kind of the difference. And that is kind of who I think in my own experience through myself and working with people, um, who I would recommend to go to the macros approach and who I would recommend to go the intuitive eating approach. All right. So that's about it for today. You guys, I do have a couple quick announcements. So this is the final week to get registered and set up for the PB3 method 2.0 coaching program. This launches October 4th. I'm super duper pumped about this round because like I said, it's the 2.0 version. So we got a couple changes in there. You get even more support from me, daily accountability, daily support. Um, This is something that I've never offered before and it just works that much better with clients. The feedback I've gotten has been tremendous. And just knowing that you have the support, you have somebody on the other side to answer your questions, to lift you up when you're feeling down, because we don't always feel motivated. So my group coaching program starts October 4th. It lasts for three months, and then you actually get lifetime access to the support in the community and the coaching calls. So this is not just nutrition, it is also workouts. If you are looking for a one-stop shop on improving your mindset, improving your nutrition, and building some strength, and maybe seeing some muscle tone, then this program is for you. This is the last round I'm going to be offering the program at the rate that it is at prices are going to be going up next time just because this is a ton of value that I'm providing for you guys and I just want to be able to extend this value to more people that take it as seriously as I do all right guys so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode I am taking coaching calls for the rest of the week. If you are interested in learning about the program, we can hop on a quick 15 minute call. If you are like, yes, I think I'm in, we can hop on a call for an hour. I don't care. I got you. I want to hear about you. I want to hear about your goals. So stay tuned for that. You guys can find me on Instagram at Natalie Falco underscore veg fit. You can also find me at Proving It Plant-Based where I post a little bit more about the podcast and just update you guys on new episodes every week. So that is about it. I hope to hear from you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please go ahead, 
share it on your IG stories, tag me. I want to know that you listened to it. I want to hear, you know, what approach works for you. I want to hear about your experience. Are you an intuitive eater? Are you a macro and calorie counter? There is no wrong answer. All right. Until next week, guys, keep crushing those big goals.